Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another Quiet Talk to share with you today. I once had a person ask me to say hi to the pianist in my church with whom they had allegedly gone to college. When I passed on the greeting, my pianist said, I don't remember them. It's not a good feeling when you think somebody knows you, but they say they don't. I heard a preacher tell a funny story once about being in a particular church and chatting with one of the people who attended the service. This preacher was a traveling evangelist and was in a different church every week. He said he is often talking to people that he he thinks he knows but can't remember their name. So he said to this fellow whom he was pretty sure he had met before, it's great to see you. When was the last time we were together? The man answered, I've never seen you before in my life. Embarrassing. On the other hand, it's nice to be recognized. Years ago, I sang in a church choir with a man who had gone to high school in Memphis with Elvis Presley. Long after Elvis was a superstar, he was arriving at the Memphis airport, and my choir buddy was in a line of people who were there to see him. As Elvis passed, he greeted my friend, whose name was Frank. Frank said, you still remember me, Elvis? Elvis replied, I never forget my friends. Now that must have made Frank feel good. Someday, everybody on this earth will have a face-to-face encounter with the most famous man who ever lived, the Lord Jesus Christ. You might be surprised what Jesus is going to say to some of those who come before him. Listen to these words from the Sermon on the Mount. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Sobering to say the least. Will there really be people who have prophesied and cast out demons and done other great and wonderful things who will be rebuffed by Jesus Christ in the day of judgment? Evidently. This hard saying of Jesus points up an important fact that all Christians need to understand. Since the days of the apostles, there have been pretenders who have claimed to minister in Jesus' name, but have been phony. In 2 Peter chapter 2, we read these words, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. 
false prophets, those who claim to be speaking for God who are in reality speaking with impure motives. Notice the characteristics of those who prophesy in his name. First of all, they introduce new teachings that are contrary to God's word. Their doctrines fit well with the spirit of the age. They say things people want to hear, but they lead their listeners astray from the pure and simple gospel of Jesus Christ, the message that Christ died for our sins, was buried and raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. They excuse immorality. I've heard these people say things like, the church is always talking about sex. Well, first of all, that isn't true. But what is true is that these false teachers don't want to talk about moral sin because it offends those who are living in sin and don't want to repent. As Peter says, many will follow their sensuality and the way of truth will be blasphemed. Another indicator of false prophets is that they are money-motivated. They are greedy, covetous. Later in the chapter, Peter says that these teachers have followed the way of Balaam, who loved money. Balaam was a prophet that was hired by King Balak of Moab to curse the nation of Israel. Moab was afraid of Israel because they had heard about the mighty deliverance from Egypt and the works of power God had had done for his people. Now, Balaam was really a prophet who said a lot of wonderful things like this. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Balaam told the king of Moab that he couldn't curse the people God had blessed. Balak repeatedly offered him a lot of money to curse Israel, but he just couldn't. But he really wanted that money. So he advised Balak to entice the Israelites into immorality, and then God would punish them. How very many so-called ministers of the gospel have been motivated by a desire for money. God knows our hearts. But on Judgment Day, Jesus will say to many, I never knew you. What does he mean by that? Jesus means that although certain people know the lingo of the church and even do great works in the name of Jesus... They have never repented of their sin and put their faith and confidence in the work that Jesus did on the cross, the work of redemption that opened the way to forgiveness of sin. In the parable of the good shepherd, Jesus tells about those who do not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climb up some other way. Those are the false prophets. The door Jesus is talking about is himself. He is the door. The only way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ. The way to life begins with conviction of sin and repentance. We must acknowledge that we have sinned against God, that nobody else is to blame, and that we deserve the righteous judgment of holy God. And then we must put all our faith 
in what Christ did at Calvary to atone for our sin and open the way to life. Jesus is the door. As he said, all who come in some other way are thieves and robbers, and there have been and still are such imposters in the church today. How can you tell the difference between the false prophets and the true? The true teacher will emphasize the plain gospel of Christ, the gospel as I just outlined it, repentance from sin and faith in Jesus. Paul had to contend with false teachers in his day. He warned Timothy about people who have itching ears, who want to hear something new and exciting instead of the pure message of the cross. The apostle said to the Corinthians, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is our message, dear Christian friend, Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's not our job to tailor the gospel to scratch itching ears. It's not our job to modernize the teaching of Christ so that it will appeal to our contemporaries and their carnal sensibilities. Our job is to be faithful. Our job is to sow the seed and to let God give the harvest. There are hungry hearts who long for this message, people who are not satisfied with the emptiness of the world in all it offers. But we must always be prepared for rejection. The gospel will never be popular. But Jesus didn't commission us to be popular, but to be faithful. May he always give us the grace to do so. Dear God, help your church. Help us to recognize those that are false prophets and to reject them and to embrace the pure message of Jesus Christ, repentance from sin and faith in what Jesus did for us on the cross. In his name we pray. Amen. My dear friend, pray for us. Pray for me that I will be faithful week after week, preaching a pure gospel, the gospel that is recorded in the word of God, the gospel of Christ that he left with us when he ascended back to the Father, he left with the apostles. Pray that I'll be faithful and pray for our wonderful fellowship of folks at the Bread of Life Anglican Church who meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. That is the American Legion Hall. And if you're in that area, you don't have a church home, come visit with us. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God Richly bless you.